You're listening to episode 101 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Visit the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. 360 Vegas podcast is brought to you in part by tickets.accessvegas.com. For the best seats in Vegas and at concerts and sporting events across the world, try tickets.accessvegas.com. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pools, the casino, big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Barrage. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. All right, I wanted to give everyone a shoulder update because there's a lot of people who have have been interested and, and many who have inquired, so I got to see my new orthopedist in Memphis, and I am clear. I have no more activity restrictions. However... I have been informed and in some some rather sobering information that odds are my shoulder will never fully heal itself, which, listen, I've always been a danger-prone kid. Anybody who knows me, I, I've had well over 500 stitches in my life. I've dislocated my ankles multiple times. It's just, it's part of my family heritage, apparently. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, it's one of those things that this entire incident happened because... I was just being kind of a reckless kid. Like, I thought about how much fun it would be if I did this, but not think of the repercussions, which is basically the story of my entire, you know, adolescence. And I can, I can only imagine how much fun it must have been to think about I would just love to walk right through my glass front door. <laughs> you know me so well, sir. <laughs> I don't need my face. I'll just right. walk right through this glass door. That's right. So it's, it's an incredibly sobering information that I, I've now actually done some because the interesting thing is in the past I've always been able to you know I've been able to be repaired you know it's it's while a lot of the the, the stitches that I've had and the cuts that I've had have, have altered you know my my the way my body looks or my face looks or whatever but you know ultimately physically you you're, you're still the same person you are yeah, but right. this is is one of those things where a doctor is dead honest but going listen you're pretty much exactly what I would hope for in this situation. And there's a good chance you're never going to get the full strength back in your shoulder that you had before. So I'm so you're, so you're damaged goods. Basically. Yes. is what it boils <laughs> down to. <laughs> I fucked up this time and doctors can't fix it, yeah. <laughs> but I I'm still incredibly grateful. It's one of those things that it's, it feels reassuring to know that, you know, when I'm outside playing basketball or I'm swimming or whatever, and, and my shoulder hurts, I was always concerned that it's like, am I doing more damage? And now it's like, no, your, your body's healed. You have to do one of two things. Continue to build up your strength, you know, so you can fix whatever, you know, issue this is, or learn to deal with this because you fucked up and this is what you have to deal with for the rest of your life. So I just wanted to share that with people. I don't, I, you know, I'm not incredibly disappointed or depressed because of it. It's just, if anything, I actually really value it because like I said, I've always been that kid 
that's like, oh, it'd be so much fun if we fucking did this. But I don't think about the repercussions of it. Mm-hmm. And this thing has finally kind of grounded me to go, you're not that fucking stupid kid anymore. You have to think about the consequences of these things, which I think is an important thing for me because I've, I've never done that before. <laughs> right, obviously. <laughs> right. <laughs> so good news. It, it is good news. Ultimately, it's good news. Yep. All right. Well, that is good to know. Uh, I know I was really biting my nails wondering what was going to happen with your shoulder, but... I was concerned. Good. I thought I thought surgery was in my future, so it really made me yeah. feel good. I just needed someone to let me know. So I wasn't outside shooting basketball, and while I'm doing it, I'm fucking tearing my shoulder up worse all the time. Right, right. So, Well, as far as I'm concerned, as long as you're healthy enough to board a plane and, uh, you know, get a cab over to your hotel down in Vegas, <laughs> uh, you should be okay. Even if you have to, like, on a motorized cart, like, kind of drive yourself onto a ramp into one of those big van taxi types and... You know, that's fine. Brian, you may be the god of transitions. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know if that was tasteful or not. Frankly, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Good. I'd also like to apologize uh, since we're talking about our health. Uh, I sound kind of dumb to myself because I have a cold. I want to apologize <laughs> if I sound as stupid to you guys as I sound to myself. I don't like my voice very much anyway, so. Your docile tones are erotic and as well as soothing. <laughs> You well, we have a show we should up. probably do. <laughs> you always know how to cheer me up. Aw, see, this is why we're besties. Yeah, besties. <laughs> or brosives. I think it's far less homo- homoerotic. <laughs> well, that's the nature of our show, though. It's it is. So it, it, it's the nature of our relationship, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so random Vegas time. What do you got? All right. In Las Vegas, you aren't allowed to buy drinks for more than three people besides yourself. At any one time. We got that from at Pulse of Vegas Block. Did you know that? No, I didn't. I've never tried to buy drinks for more than three people. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm in the same boat as you. I, I don't I don't think I've ever been in a crew where I purchased that many drinks for, for other people. But I, I wouldn't think, you know, considering it's Vegas, you'd think they'd be like, we don't give a shit. You can buy 50. We don't really care. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So is that, I mean, do we know if that's like um, just buying drinks at a bar in general, or are we talking about getting like free drinks while you're sitting down at a machine? Or oh, no, 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 we... it's you specific as an individual ordering drinks for other people, whether oh, it's comped okay. or, or you're actually paying them. It's you as a person requesting more than four drinks. You're not allowed. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. I guess. I still probably will never have to worry about this, but... Well, because <laughs> we're greedy fuckers. We're like, going, get your own goddamn drink. <laughs> it's, good. it's good to know, I guess. Right. <laughs> Sit down in a machine, throw 20 bucks in, you get all the drinks you fucking want. <laughs> can, you bring, can you bring me a 12? Can you bring me a 12? <laughs> no, idiot, can no. Cart, can you just cart a kegerator out here <laughs> and uh, just leave it here, and right. I'll take care of it. That'll Thanks. take care of it all. Got a nice crisp fin for you. <laughs> all right, and on to the Vegas Mate Review of the Week. This week's review is Sophie's August 8th review of Mora Beach at Mandalay Bay. She gave it three to five chips. Yeah, she went on to write, went on a Wednesday, so had lowered expectations. Girls in free and free loungers, but as soon as they saw a guy coming, the loungers became 50 bucks. Awesome service and super friendly attendance. This place is very small compared to Wet Republic, but still nice, intimate feel. The DJ that day was horrible, playing rap filled with every swear word imaginable for hours. Still don't see the problem here. Right. <laughs> He didn't seem to pick up the vibe that the people started to really dance when he played top 40 or current hits and would just die down when rap began. Extremely reasonable priced. 
and yummy food. 10 bucks for a burger or 13 for a chicken panini sandwich. Drinks are 16 to 20 bucks as expected. Wednesday, usually better than normal, as pointed out by locals, but crowd was odd. Split between 20s and 30s, men and women versus 50-year-old men scoping. Topless was not an issue. Nobody openly gawking. <laughs> nice. Doesn't sound like the right kind of crowd at all. Right. <laughs> this, this entire thing sounds confusing. <laughs> that is something interesting, though, that um, some would argue that our show is similar in that way, where there are people who complain about the language in which we use, and we just don't seem to regard any of those. <laughs> like language? What language? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. So that's that. Now it's on to the pick of the week. All right, this week's winner is at Photoboomy for a sweet view of the strip from a room at Planet Hollywood at dusk. You do realize now that after like your after episode 100 and going over all how ridiculously over the top your twit pick of the week monologues are, I just have such high expectations of you now. Oh, Brian, I, I promise to not let you down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the centerpiece of the photo is clearly the fountains of Bellagio, but it also captures both Paris icons as well as the Caesar's Augustus Tower. Now, it's obvious that this is an older picture because it doesn't appear to have a hint of Caesar's Octavius Tower construction. So it is possible that this picture is more than a a decade old, which would also mean it's possible that the person who took this picture wasn't in Planet Hollywood. They were in Aladdin still. (gasps) (laughs) Gasp, you should. (laughs) Regardless, the view of this is both paradisical as well as ominous. I mean, I don't it's, think that's a real word, but I'm. Oh, it is. It is a real word, Brian. It is. is it? Actually, I think I mispronounced that. I think it's paradisical. <laughs> paradisical. <laughs> well, I know it's a real word, well, motherfucker. <laughs> Microsoft Word did not put the red squiggly underneath it. However, the thesaurus has no synonym. <laughs> anyway, as you were. I'm going to guess that some post-production was put into this because the monochromaticness of color. And r- really? Really? This is what we're going for? Monochromatic is also a word, Brian. No, no, the monochromaticness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fully aware of monochromatic. All right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> listen, listen, you didn't want to be disappointed, Brian, and I am coming correct. No, I am I'm overwhelmed by the brilliance of this piece. The point I'm trying to say is the picture is largely monochromatic, but it has very popping colors when it comes to the fountains in action, as well as the Paris balloon and the Eiffel Tower. They really pop against the monochromatic color. It's an awesome picture, Brian. Go fuck yourself. As always, we will link to it <laughs> on our blog. We'll put it on our Flickr page. We'll feature it on our Facebook page, Twitter header, as well as the enhanced version of the podcast right now. Did I disappoint Brian on 101? You didn't. You Thank, didn't. You. I am, Thank you. I am standing at full attention. Well, <laughs> this is why our, our, our relationship is such a success. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go to the news. Okay, uh, first item up for news this week are the new resort fees for the D and over at the Golden Gate. Vegas Internet Mafia Family Pick host and media-promoted Vegas savior Derek Stevens announced this week that the Golden Gate and D will be charging a $20 per night resort fee starting August 19th. Jesus Christ. 20 on Fremont Street? 
<laughs> like, I think Golden Nugget might be able to get away with this, but nobody else. Jesus Christ. All right. Attempting to add value to that fee, it was announced that you'll receive free Wi-Fi. Don't care. <laughs> right. <laughs> $10 off the D showroom tickets and free local and toll-free phone calls. That fucking enrages me every Don't care, fucking time. time. Every time. It's like, oh, you can make phone calls from a phone that hasn't been used outside of the property for five fucking years. Are they the rotary dial-up? Dial <laughs> it doesn't matter, Brian. No one <laughs> used them other than to call for room service or something's fucked up in my room is what right. it boils down to. Right. That's, oh, hands down, that's, that's the most. I almost wish they would use something that we actually use, like, oh, it's free bath soap and hot water and a shower curtain, like, well, I'm 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 gonna use those things. So this 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 resort fee includes towels. Right. See? Every night you'll have towels. I would have thought that those were part of the room, but I I stand corrected. And I, luckily, I paid for this resort fee. Hmm. <laughs> now, owner Derek Stevens issued a statement regarding the fee, saying that he has never been a fan of them, but since 85% of the hotels in Vegas charge them. His properties need to to conform so they can offer competitive pricing online. In his interview with the Vegas Gang, Derek himself pointed towards Caesar's inability to capture a significant portion of the market by offering no resort fee. Once they abandoned that strategy and adopted a resort fee, it was only a matter of time before the rest of the market is forced to stay competitive. See, I feigned rage before on this show for the sake of, you know, humor or whatever, but what truly fucking puts me in the goddamn red zone is the fact that I don't want to hear one single fucking person complain about Caesars and their stance and, and then adding a resort fee because if you stayed at any property that charged one while Caesars was offering no resort fee, this is your fucking fault. And Karen and I made the attempt, and, and it's not like we didn't want to stay at, at other properties, but we, we made the point to make any point that any of us have in a capitalist economy, which is with your wallet, to not stay at properties that charge them. So I don't want to fucking hear anybody bitch about it and then find out that you actually stayed at these. Just, oh, it just, oh, it fucking enrages me. It pisses me off. None of your new media bitching means anything when it comes to the situation. It's all about money. You just sound like a fucking insolent goddamn child pouting about who people shouldn't fucking do this. It's unfair. Well, really, if you keep paying the other guys who do it, well, it's kind of your fucking fault. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Yeah, so... So, <laughs> so suck it. Right. Yeah. However, Vegas Tripping, with access to Derek, as well as some in-depth research, showed that when you look at room rates now and look at them post-implementation of the resort fee, they are just about $20 cheaper across the board, which I thought was pretty impressive. Now, I don't recall Chuck breaking down the math when any other property before and after added the resort fee, but it's quite possible they didn't. I just wasn't paying attention. But the one thing I will say, it's a great article that Vegas Tripping did. And well done, Mr. Stevens. You somehow managed to add a resort fee and still remain likable. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, I just don't. I, I really probably shouldn't get into this too much because I just don't understand the whole point of the resort fee and how that. I, you've touched on it before with me, and I just don't care enough to really look into it any right, further. But right. if you're just going to lower the price of your uh, accommodations, like on per night basis, by the amount of the resort fee you're going to add in, 
why fucking do it at all? So yeah, I'm sure there's a reason. I, I know there's a reason. You you told me. Yeah, that. I just don't. I just don't remember. Brian, the it. shortest answer is they're all cheating, and there's no rule that's stopping them from cheating. They're saying their room rates are a certain dollar amount, and then I mean they're essentially lying. When you get there, you then have to pay an additional amount that right. they don't have to report. And the problem is, is that Clark County or Vegas or Nevada or whatever the fuck it is doesn't give a rat's ass. They don't give a shit if they're raping people over the coals, you know, for this. It's, it's, it's part of their business practice. They're able to, you know, they're not breaking any official rules because there are no official rules for this. And, and the funny thing is, is they love to point out that Vegas had a record, almost 36 million people that came. However, they're gambling less money. No fucking shit. Because when they get to Vegas to stay for a week, they find out their room costs $125 more than they were fucking told it was going to cost. Which yeah. most people are only budgeting themselves to gamble a hundred dollars a day. So no fucking shit. Yeah. Whatever. I, I still love this city. This enrages me. M not more for people like you and me and the listener, the people who listen to this show, but for the people who don't have a fucking clue. The people who are like, "We're gonna go to Vegas. It's gonna be awesome." And you find out when you're checking in, it costs you another hundred twenty-five dollars. And the problem is, is all the horse shit that. Vegas does to, to grant their people you know licenses or whatever it is like they're oh they're they're, they're upstanding citizens they want to make sure these people aren't ripping people off like really because it's fucking crystal clear they're ripping people off and you haven't done shit about it yeah. the only people I sympathize for are the people who don't know any better anybody who listens to this show you and I we know better right right yeah and I don't pay for rooms when I'm there anyway so <laughs> you fucking cunt. <laughs> Well, now I have to pay a resort fee, so I mean, it's like I'm not, it's not like I'm not paying anything. Yeah, that's a good point. And that makes me feel uh, a little bit better. Like, well, you still have to pay something, Brian. <laughs> and like I said, I want to be very clear about this. It is not because of anything I've done to earn it. It's what I get from others. So. See, I still think that's awesome, though, that, that you're, I, I love the idea, like how often in this world, you know, other than, I mean, even people who end up dying and then, you know, uh, willing their fortunes to their children get just taxed to fucking crazy. And I, I like the idea, and I'm sure at some point it's going to end, Brian, because they find every goddamn angle they can. Yeah. But I like the idea that your relatives have kicked ass in Vegas. They're respected enough that they're like, yeah, we want to bring our family members. Like, whatever you want, sir. Whatever Dude, that's the want. best thing. And then when you go to places like, uh, you know, any of the um, Caesars properties and you go to a restaurant and they're like, uh, it's going to be like a 30 or 45 minute wait, sir, for your table. And then you slam down that, that seven stars card. I'm like, oh, actually, the table's opened up right now. Let's go right now. Hey, you guys don't have to wait at all. Sweet. It's awesome. Perfect. See, I love that there's still that VIP experience in Vegas. <laughs> I love that I've been able to ride the coattails of others and enjoy that VIP experience. Because I will never enjoy it on my own steam. So. Brian, Brian, I'd find you insane if you didn't enjoy it. <laughs> right, and I right. still envy you for it. <laughs> All right, so that's that. Uh, let's get into the um, new Ketchup Vegas location that's going to be opening. Yeah, so Vegas Shadow reported this week that Ketchup Premium Burger Bar is setting up shop in Planet Hollywood's Miracle Mile shops. The restaurant's most famous location in Hollywood closed two years ago. Currently, only two locations exist in the world, Saudi Arabia and Washington. It's an odd mixture. It is, it is. Sites like Yelp set clear expectations of disappointment. <laughs> I love what you're about to say. Yes, here. my favorite was maybe the worst fucking restaurant in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, here's, here's my thoughts. Here's my thoughts on this. 
I'm calling this a diversity hire on Planet Hollywood. <laughs> Supreme <laughs> Dick Knob uh, Gordon Ramsay's burger is getting insanely high marks for its burgers. And I think they need to level out the playing field. So <laughs> they're, they're going to kind of, like, let's put an insanely shitty burger joint in here. <laughs> Just to balance it. It's only out. fair. It's only fair. We don't want to dominate the market. Come on. <laughs> Throw a bone. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I don't I, like the name. Oh, I think it's horrible. Yeah, the name is yeah, awful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it's honestly only a matter of time before this thing closes. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. All right, on to the next story. Got some more information regarding uh, some changes over at Mirage. Continuing the vast renovations they're doing to that property, Vegas Shadow reported that yet another part of Mirage is going to be reimagined. This time, the Siegfried and Roy Secret Garden is adding a Stingray exhibit. Now, attempting to differentiate themselves from Mandalay Bay's showcase, the Mirage exhibit is planning to feature stingrays that grow as large as five feet pretty big. I've never seen a stingray <laughs> anywhere near that, that size. Now, once complete, the exhibit itself is being projected to be one of the largest in the world. Plans are to open April 14th. I have to be honest with you, and, and I'm curious to hear what you think of this. I have never had a whole lot of attraction to the Secret Garden. You know, if I want to see dolphins and shit do that stuff, I'm going to go to SeaWorld. Right. But yep. you were there as a kid. You know, where, where you weren't allowed to get into a lot of this shit. Have you ever seen The Secret Garden? Have you ever done any of that thing? I did. Uh, I don't remember it very well, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, you know, we're going back almost, uh, well, like 18 years or something like that. Right, so right. I don't It might not have been that long. I don't remember exactly. It was a long time ago. Uh, Clearly it wasn't it. memorable. No, it wasn't. I've been lucky enough to travel a lot, uh, even as a, as a kid. And I've seen a lot. I've been to international zoos and international right, aquariums right, right. and i've seen all kinds of cool shit and yeah to me this was just kind of eh, you know it's just another thing to do but yeah it's one of those things karen and i were were planning this g2e trip and that was one of the things that we could have gotten for free for my vegas and i'm like eh, right i don't really care to see this at all no right so, right i don't know but apparently it is because they're expanding so good for yeah. them <laughs> If they're yeah, if they're finding if they're able to justify putting dumping more money into it, then I guess it must still be a draw. So <laughs> right, well done. I guess. Right. Got the information regarding the power outage over at Flamingo. Yeah, this week the Las Vegas Sun reported that the Flamingo had a power outage. It only affected one of their six towers, but affected everything near that tower, including the casino level retail. Now power was lost at 9 a.m. and it didn't return until 3 p.m. the same day. The cause. I'm sure is a surprise to nobody, was the construction at Gansevoort. Considering how insanely close that property is to the other one, this just had to have been inevitable, right? Considering how much construction they're doing with Link and then Gansevoort. I mean, Flamingo is virtually surrounded by construction right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess it would be. I don't really know, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit either. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for, Brian, is what I was yeah, waiting for a few minutes. Like, if the power turns out, I don't fucking care. It didn't affect yeah. me. <laughs> then I'd just take my money elsewhere right. if I were there, which I wasn't, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Sucks for the people that were there, I guess, if they Ish, were hoping. Whatever. They were like, oh, this is my day to play Flamingo. <laughs> I've got three days in Vegas, and this day, I swear, I'm going to spend every moment at Flamingo. I'm going to get up at 8.55, go downstairs at 8.59, and... I'm living the dream and spending my entire day at Flamingo. <laughs> so I guess if you're a part of that demographic, then <laughs> you're going to have your dream shit on, but... That um, one-third of a person? <laughs> yeah. But if you're me, you don't care about these things. See? This is what's great about being you. Yep. Don't have to give a shit. 
And finally, uh, Caesar sells Macau. All right, after admitting they made a mistake by not getting into the Macau market, Caesars bought a 175-acre golf course in 2007 for $578 million. After failing to get a gaming license since then, Caesars has decided to sell the land for $438 million to an Asian developer, a $148 million loss. Whoops. They plan to use this money to pay down some of their $20 billion debt. Listen, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> saying... $20 billion. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying this is why. Caesars is so in debt, but for fuck's sake, Brian. <laughs> well, I mean, when do you stop the hemorrhaging? Yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. The concept is buy low, sell high, not the reverse Caesars. This is why you suck. <laughs> wow, for fuck's sake. Listen, stockholders, take notice. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, these people are asleep at the wheel. <laughs> oh, God, that's awful. $20 billion. I mean... Uh, we've we've made it very clear before on previous episodes that we are not financial experts nope. by any stretch nope. of the imagination. So I don't know what any of this means. But when I hear debt and billion <laughs> and like two numbers before the billion word, right? Uh, that just sounds really Brian. Really we may bad. not be financial analysts, but we're familiar with how you pay bills. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this this seems this seems fucking short bus, Brian. This, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's the name of the episode this week. Caution, oh, short ca- bus. Caution, I love it. Caution, caution, slow children at play. <laughs> Noted, uh, my friend. <laughs> I'm going to get some hate mail over that one. <laughs> the great thing all is right. we don't give a shit. <laughs> We've set that precedence as well. Uh, all right. So, okay. So news that's news is done. Uh, let's get into some prop bets. And we've only got a few for you this week. Uh, first one is Banger Brewing. <laughs> Banger Brewing. <laughs> <laughs> Finally seems to be under construction at Neonopolis after opening dates projected as long ago as March of 2013. Uh, no word on a new projected opening. Yeah, we did a full report on what they had planned back in October, so we're just going to wait until they fucking open the place before we rehash any of that shit. Okay. <laughs> Vegas Shatter shared that after an originally announced plan to open on New Year's Eve, Gansevoort has reset its sites for March of 2014. I'm pretty sure no one's crying. Nope. Yeah. Don't give a shit at all. And finally, <laughs> Daily Fiasco is reporting a rumor that Paul McCartney will be performing at this year's iHeart Music Festival. All right, so that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to playing Vegas. All right, on to playing Vegas, the segment of our show where we share with you upcoming performances and acts and entertainment available to you outside of the normal residencies. And this week's dive-in movie doubleheader at the Boulevard Pool at Cosmopolitan is The Little Rascals and Tommy Boy. Doors open at 7 p.m. The admission is free to guests staying at Cosmopolitan, but three bucks for everybody else. Wednesday, Art and Wine, a perfect pairing, is at Bellagio. Events start at 5 p.m. Admission is $30 for Gallery of Fine Art members, 38 for non-members. On Friday, Led Zeppelin II is performing at the House of Blues at Mandalay Bay. That show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets will be ranging from $30 to $46. 
Friday and Saturday, Sinbad is at the Orleans. Show's going to start at 8 p.m. Tickets run 50 to $136. And on Saturday, Third Eye Blind is at the Fremont Street Experience. That show is set to start at 9 p.m. Admission for that will be free. Robin Thicke is performing at the Boulevard Pool at Cosmopolitan. His show will start at 9 p.m. Tickets will range from $50 to $153. And finally for Saturday, Sublime with Rome are at Mandalay Beach. Show starts at 9 p.m. Tickets will be $56. Hey, what are your thoughts of Robin Thicke, specifically his most recent song, Blurred Lines? Um, I think he's okay. Yeah. Uh, you know me. I mean, I'm, I, I like pretty much all music except country. Uh-huh. Um, country is for the devil. But uh, <laughs> I uh, I don't mind it. You know, I, I grew up, uh, again, you know, I'm a child of the late 80s and early 90s, so I grew up listening to a lot of rap and hip-hop and... I like I like some of his music. I think it's okay. I don't fully get him. I mean, I don't I don't dislike him. I just don't get why people really like him. Like like he's he's fine to me. I don't really have a problem with him. Yeah. Uh, I, I liked the the unrated version because you know clearly the retractable woman topless sure. in it. But right. sure. uh, as far as the song, like I hear it on the radio, I'm like, this seems bland to me. I don't. Know I haven't I, heard it enough to really speak with you on that level about it, but. Right, uh, right. I, I, I think I think specifically it's like you watch the video, whether it's the unrated or, or, or not. You know, there's clearly attractive women. There's clearly interaction that's interesting. But then if you just listen to the song minus those things, you're like, eh, I guess all right. It's yeah. Not really. Well, you know, his his dad was on Growing Pains though, and that makes it all okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. With that said, that's going to do it for playing Vegas. Let's move on to Vegas deals. That gives him a little bit. That gives him just more credit. It really does. It really does. Like, well, come on, just look at his dad. I, I like. I like growing pains. Right. <laughs> Who doesn't like Robin Thick? All right, uh, 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 fuck. Alan Thick. Alan Thick. Thank you. Yeah, Who doesn't like Alan Thick? <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> All right. Biggest deal segment of our show, sharing with you ways you can save money on your trip in either planning or while you're there. Uh, to Vegas, and for the first item for this week will be Bellagio and their offerings for three different booking deals. You'll receive 10% off of Room Rages. <laughs> God damn you! <laughs> I knew you were going to read it! I love you so much, though. <laughs> like Rod Burgundy, dude. I'll, I'll read anything you put on that teleprompter. <laughs> Alright, hang on. Let me, read, let me start over. No, no, you keep going. That was brilliant. I will not edit that. Please continue. <laughs> You'll receive 10% off of room rates. <laughs> I struggled to, like, because I didn't correct it on my notes here, so I, like, was still wanting to say rages. But it is rates, and you must have been upset when you wrote that. <laughs> well, you know me. I have issues, Brian. Medication does its best, but what are you going to do? It, it only goes so far. That's right. In addition to that 10% off of room rates, you'll receive a $50 food and beverage credit for trips if you book now for visits uh, through from August into September. 
You'll also get 15% off of room rates and $75 in food and beverage credits for trips booked for visits in October through November. And then 20% off of room rates and a $100 food and beverage credit for trips booked now for visits in December through May of next year. You must book a minimum of two nights to qualify for the promotion, and the offer will expire this coming Friday, August the 16th. Yep. Main Street Station is now offering, once again, Tuesdays free. Book a three-night stay that includes a Tuesday, and you'll get that Tuesday free. Deal is good now through September 5th. Plaza is offering reward status matching. It's a relatively new promotion. Uh, properties run to get big players to sign up for their players club or even existing members to play more at the property. As to not bore those of you like Brian like Brian and I. <laughs> <laughs> I knew better. I knew you would be bored yeah. with it. <laughs> As to not bore those of you like Mark and I, who don't play enough to, for something like this to have any value, for those of you who are interested, we will provide a link on the blog with the details. Las Vegas Advisor informed us that every Sunday at Jaleo at Cosmopolitan, they roast an entire pig on the dining room's giant grill. Starting at 4 p.m., for $35, you'll be served pig with crispy skin and sauces. You know what sounds fun, and I don't know why this is this is going to sound really stupid. I'm riveted. <laughs> this this experience sounds like it would be great for you and I to go. Like it just completely tanked, fucking hammered, right? <laughs> and we'll just go watch the pig spin around on the spit for like five minutes. I don't know why that just sounds like. As long as we have audio running, Brian, we will kill people. <laughs> we will kill them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you no, I mean, you know what I'm talking about, though, right? Like you know how sometimes. You, all right, let's imagine. Let's step back in time to probably for you a very recent experience, just being completely smashed, and then like <laughs> you go, you know, when you're wrecked and you go into the bathroom and you look at yourself in the mirror, you're like, "Holy shit, I have to stare at myself for several, <laughs> several additional seconds, sometimes minutes." And what is it about being hammered that makes you not want to pry yourself away from it? It's not because you want to look at yourself. You just don't have a choice. Brian, you analyze things on another level. On another level. <laughs> but, but am I right, though? You're 100% right. I can see the two of us literally laughing so hard at our comments. Because this is one of the things you and I do so well is that all we need is one of us to find an angle. And then we just keep building upon that angle. And just killing each other. I completely agree with you. All we would need is one slightly in, and we would like we wouldn't be able to eat. We would literally be out of breath from laughing so hard. No, and I think this pig on a spit would do it for us. <laughs> Without a doubt, Brian. <laughs> I, I, I fully expect one of our dicks to be in this fucking pig. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's oh, the boy. only logical conclusion to this. <laughs> I see the ending of our story very clearly. I don't know. I, you know what? That makes me think about that, though. Why is it when you're ripped like that, you just, you know, you get in front of a mirror, it's like, oh, God, you know I'm what? sucked you... into my own reflection. Why? <laughs> I can't I can't fully describe the reflection thing, but I think it's it's akin to the, the concept of when a joke becomes beyond funny when you're in a class or a situation where you're not supposed to be laughing and all of a sudden it becomes the funniest thing you've ever heard in your entire life. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I have to believe it's akin to that. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so yep, Stratosphere is offering a thrill ride package. This package includes two-for-one unlimited tower ride passes, two-for-one breakfast buffets, with room rates starting at $34 per night. The deal is good for stays now through October, but they must be booked by the 31st of August. 
that's going to wrap up Vegas deals. Let's move on to coming attractions. Coming Attractions is brought to you in part by tickets.accessvegas.com. If you're going to a concert or event in Las Vegas or anywhere in the world, treat yourself right by grabbing great premium seats at tickets.accessvegas.com. All right, it's office. Meatloaf. It's we'll office. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I can't comprehend it. it. One of my favorite things about you is... There's not an inch. There's not an inch worth of give. You're like going, oh, you fucked up. I want to make sure everyone knows you fucked up. Like going, I respect you and love you more that you do that. It is well within your power to edit this, and I'm aware of that. No, you're you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, Brian. Seven to eight pages a week is not, you know, complex. You know, so whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to evaluate its complexity, but. Listen, listen. Day one, we've always said (laughs) any anything we say that's funny or any fuck up we have oh, it's saying in i don't care how embarrassing it is for anybody <laughs> including me uh, that damn spell check strikes again <laughs> brian i spelled it correctly i just typed it wrong <laughs> you spelled office correctly that's right it, it's official meatloaf will have a short-term residency at planet hollywood <laughs> and hollywood <laughs> <laughs> This one is chock full of them. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, that's going to be taking place between October 26th and the 5th. Is it, a res- is it a residency if it's only for like a few days? It is now in, in this day and age when you consider what Def Leppard has done and what Motley Crue has done. I think we have to accept what a short-term residency is. And it's just an, an beyond your standard two or three show, you know, back-to-back. Gotcha. Okay. Fair enough. The show is called Rock Tells and Cocktails. Uh, performances will be Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Doors open for that at 7.30. Tickets will set you back 95 to $867. Good Lord. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be a whole meet and greet thing is the, the end of that, of course. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care hear his music or fucking hear his stories <laughs> behind it. <laughs> Tim McGraw and Faith Hill are doing another residency at the Venetian. Shows are going to start in October and will run through till April. Country music is the devil. Collective Soul is performing at Mandalay Beach on Friday, September 6th. Show starts at 9 p.m. Tickets will range from $46 to $73. Brian, no one would argue with you. And next up is Avenge Sevenfold and Deftones. <laughs> well, that's quality music and get time. <laughs> They'll be at Mandalay Bay Event Center Saturday, October 26th. Show starts at 7.30. Tickets are 46 to $79. You're playing at Avenged Sevenfold on Rock Band is like a life-altering experience. It truly is. <laughs> I was like, I need a second or third kick, possibly. <laughs> right. Like, this man is a freak, and I'm convinced he is evil. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Travis Pastrana's Nitro Circus and X Games Extravaganza Show will be at MGM Grand Garden Arena on Saturday, January 25th. That will start at 7.30. Tickets will range from $49 to $221. Bucks. Don't forget, you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the, abor- all the abortions. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists we report on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. All right, that'll do it for coming attractions. Let's move on to the river.
Welcome back to 360 Legal Lounge. I'm your host, Tony Snyder. In this installment, we discuss enforceability of a gambling debt. It's amazing to imagine, but it's only been within the last 30 years that a casino could collect a gambling debt owed to them by a patron. Prior to the Nevada legislature enacting Nevada Revised Statute 463.361, casinos had no legal recourse by which they could enforce a gambling debt owed to them. But first, your spoonful of legalese. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not create an attorney-client relationship with any listener. In other words, although I am a lawyer, I'm not your lawyer. If you need personalized legal advice, contact an attorney in your community. First, we need to back up by about 300 years. In 1710, Queen Anne of England signed into law what became known as the Statute of Anne, making any agreements for gambling debts to be unenforceable. This law became part of the common law and was brought over to America and adopted by all courts of the United States. Any contracts, oral or written, providing money which was lent to someone for the known purpose that it was to be used for gambling was held as void and unenforceable. The courts have ruled that not only are gambling debts void and illegal, but they are considered as unclean, and the courts have refused to, quote, dirty their hands with even hearing and considering its merits. One judge even likened the contract to that of a contract for prostitution. The court will simply leave the parties where it finds them and will automatically dismiss every claim. So what is the Nevada Revised Statute 463.361 and how did it come to change 270 years of legal precedence? The statute reads in part, Except as otherwise provided, Gaming debts that are not evidenced by a credit instrument are void and unenforceable and do not give any rise to any administrative or civil cause of action. So a credit instrument is necessary to be able to enforce a gambling debt? But what is that? In casino parlance, it's a marker. Essentially, it's a check made out to the casino by you off of a line of credit you've previously established with the casino. So when you come into the casino and get authorized for a line of credit, you sign a marker stating that you would like to take a certain sum of money off of your line of credit and use said money to gamble in that casino. But what happens if you lose all that money? Now you have a debt to the casino in the amount of the marker, which has to be paid back, much like a home equity line of credit you might have with the bank. Can you believe that prior to 1983, the casino had no legal recourse by which they could collect that money that you owed them? Don't get me wrong. I've seen the movie Casino. I know how casinos came to collect in the olden days. And frankly, a meathead named Guido was a far more successful mode of collection than any legal judgment. It was actually the IRS that caused the change, and here's what happened. Unbeknownst to probably 99.9% of the patrons who had a debt with the casino, they never actually had to pay. They simply paid because A, it was the right thing to do, and B, they didn't know any better. But what happened was the Las Vegas Flamingo Hotel and Casino was excluding as annual income money owed to them via unpaid markers. The case of Flamingo Resorts versus the United States of America found at 664 F. 2nd, 1387, as ruled by the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals addressed how a casino must 
claim as income outstanding debts as represented by unpaid markers. The facts of the case are this. Flamingo filed an income tax return for the taxable year ending December 31, 1967. The Internal Revenue Service asserted a deficiency in the amount of $545,000 as income represented by casino receivables, also known as markers. The Flamingo contends that because the person who gave the marker for gambling purposes had no legal obligation to repay the casino, the markers were void as a matter of law and the liability they represent as income was not fixed. They argue that they should not have to count the unpaid markers as income because they've neither received the money owed to them, nor can they count on receiving the money because those debts owed to them are unenforceable. The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals disagreed. They relied upon Flamingo's own evidence that more than 94% of all markers owed to the casino were eventually paid. The court went on to say, The Flamingo lawfully engaged in gambling in Nevada, which employs the accrual basis in tax accounting, should not be permitted to distort that method of accounting merely because the state of Nevada chooses not to permit the use of its courts to collect gambling debts. The Flamingo should not be heard to argue that it should be taxed differently from other legitimate businesses. Its inability to enforce its markers in court is not a sufficient burden to justify such a differential. The debts which the markers represent are therefore fixed. There is a reasonable expectancy of collection, and no contention has been made that the amounts cannot be determined with reasonable accuracy. So there you have it. The court said, yeah, we get it. You can't enforce the debt owed you, but we're still going to make you claim it as income. And now you understand the background to NRS 463.361. So where do we stand today on the enforceability of gambling debts? There are two tracks the casino can take. One is to bring a lawsuit in the state where the bet was made, or the other track is to bring a lawsuit in a different state from where the bet was made. Almost always can the casino bring a lawsuit for gambling debts against the person in the state where the casino and gambling activity occurred. Most, if not all states, have modified their laws so that a casino may bring a lawsuit for the debts owed so long as the lawsuit is brought in the state in which the gambling activity took place. Therefore, the common route is to get a judgment in the state in which the debt was incurred and then go after the debtor via the federal full faith and credit clause of the Constitution. In a practical sense, what this means in 2013 is the Flamingo's parent company would file the lawsuit in Clark County, get a judgment, and then go to the state in which you live to have said judgment enforced. Not only is this the most popular way to collect an outstanding debt, it's the best way to ensure success in court. Which leads to the second way a casino could enforce a debt, and that is by bringing suit in the state where the debtor lives. Not all states have modified their laws to differ from the statute of Anne. If a state has not adopted any form of legalized gambling, or so little gambling that an outstanding marker could be viewed as against public policy, the court of jurisdiction within that state could choose not to hear the matter. However, in reality, with the popularity of the lottery and bingo, it would be quite difficult to find a court that would oppose gambling and any debts incurred from gambling purely on public policy grounds. 
But there is one type of gambling debt that is still unenforceable, illegal gambling. Bets to illegal bookies or checks written at home poker games or any money borrowed for the purposes of illegal gambling cannot and will not be enforced by any court of law. So keep that in mind the next time your friend asks to borrow 200 bucks to bet on a sure thing. If you would like to find more information about this or other gambling law topics, I would direct your attention to my source for the aforementioned gaming information, Gaming Law in a Nutshell, by Walter Champion and I. Nelson Rose, two legal scholars to whom I owe a debt of gratitude. And that's something that is collectible. Thank you for listening to 360 Legal Lounge. If you have topic ideas, legal gaming questions that you'd like answered, or just want to give us feedback, please look us up on Twitter. We're at 360LegalLounge or drop us an email to 360LegalLounge at gmail.com or check out the Vice Lounge Online website at viceloungeonline.com. With a big thank you to Jason Gillikin for acting as my federal court judge. I'm Tony Snyder, and we'll talk to you next time. Another quality contribution from our friends at 360 Legal Lounge, a.k.a. Whatever their other show is called, I don't remember. <laughs> the Vice Lounge. Vice Lounge, there it is, gentlemen a, of the Vice a, Lounge. That's, that's a that's a good show. I like the show. I am riveted by him. I it's it's so interesting. That show alone, it, like the stuff they talk about for the majority of it, I don't really care about cigars. I'm not really into to scotch or anything like that. But it, it's, I, I think it's probably what a lot of people enjoy about our show is we have so much passion, or I have so much passion, and you amuse me. Uh, about Vegas. <laughs> Thanks for redefining our roles here. That's right. Because people forget so quickly. Right. <laughs> so we need to reinforce. Brian, there are new listeners every episode, and we have to explain <laughs> to them. <laughs> but Well, I will say this. I don't smoke anymore, but I used to smoke cigars very regularly. and mm-hmm. um, I, don't, I haven't listened to their show in a while, but when I was listening to it, I really did enjoy it. And uh, they, they enjoy what they talk about a lot, and uh, it definitely shows through in their work. And plus... I, I'm just grateful that they feel that Tony feels bad enough for us to um, bless our show with some sort of intelligent, you know, uh, dialogue. See, the the interesting part about that is that Tony somehow loves just to just handle the cock that is our show and, and <laughs> wants to <laughs> wants to support it in any way he possibly can. Now, I understand this may somehow support his show, but I mean, he just that man works it. He works yeah, it. He really does. He works it well. It's, it's pro like. Yeah. But yeah, go have, go yeah, go download their go go download their show as well, Vice Lounge. It's quality. Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right, so we have some listener feedback. People apparently like our show and they have things to say. And they want to throw money at us. They do. <laughs> yes. We received a PayPal donation from William Trust Fourth. Very, very regal. Re- <laughs> very regal, man. regal. William William Trust the Fourth. Right. <laughs> I like this man already. <laughs> yes. I, I, like I just saw that, that name in the notes, and I'm like William Tross the Fourth. I'm sure he's like got this big castle in <laughs> Europe somewhere. My guess is this is a dirty secret of the Crown, Brian. <laughs> they don't want to. They don't want people to know that they like our show. <laughs> he's putting his email together on the royal tablet. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for entertaining me for the past two years. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm all I'm all drugged up. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Please finish it in that voice. <laughs> I can't see. I can't do it on demand. Well, that's a, fair. That's fair. I'm not, a, I'm, not a, I'm not an entertainer, Mark. Right. <laughs> Some would argue, but you know, you you entertain me, and that's the most important thing. <laughs> yes. Anyway, it was a karma donation for upcoming trips. He says, "Thanks, Bill. Thank you, Bill. We appreciate it. Absolutely, uh, infinitely 
respect. I don't know where I'm going with this. I, we are always overwhelmed. I've run out of ways to say overwhelmed and, and gracious and other verbiage to say thank you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, thank it's you. showing. It's showing through. Why don't we move on? <laughs> I'm trying, Brian. Let me flounder. Let me. Well, flounder. you got a. No, you got a good one coming up here. All right, all right. Former friend of the show, <laughs> Alistair, <laughs> aka at Bluestorm2000, pointed out that the clip I played from the panda tea ceremony was not his favorite clip that he asked us to share. Instead, it's actually the following chapter. So enjoy this. A company by the name of Exotic Escapes teamed up with Plaza to sell a vacation package that included two nights stay at the Plaza, four show tickets, 300 in slot play, a 50 minute in-room Swedish massage. <laughs> A 50-minute in-room Swedish massage. Jesus Christ, I'm going to be your fucking wife now. I'm not going to be able to say this. Massage. Um, uh, intricate. That's her word. She gets stuck on. Right. <laughs> intricate. All right. A 50-minute in-room Swedish. Jesus. Swedish <laughs> massage. Swedish massage. All right. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to break it up and then I'll just cut it together. <laughs> A 50-minute in-room Swedish massage. Fuck you, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Top quality, but go fuck yourself, Alistair. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm a so tool. The, the panda tea was funny too, though. It, it was, but I completely, completely forgot that we did that and, and love that that Karen in, in our old home in Chicago. I'm up in the loft recording, and this woman is listening to me fail miserably and, and can't help but mock that failure. <laughs> and see, I always like to do it, but see, then it becomes this long thing where you and I are just laughing, and I continue to make fun of you, and then we're laughing more, and then we don't ever get through the damn segment. <laughs> Somehow I, I like that. I don't know why, Brian. I have low self-esteem is my guess. <laughs> Uh, okay, we got another email from listener Stephen Bernhardt. This is the gentleman that previously emailed us informing us that he had fuck fatigue from us overusing naughty words. <laughs> Stephen wrote, Greetings. I knew when I saw this episode title I had to have something to do with my email, or it had to do with something something with my email. It was fun to be part of the show of a show discussion. I was in Vegas getting ready to head to Death Valley for a race and was listening to the show on my iPod while running past the M towards the strip on the old Las Vegas highway. How fitting. Thanks for the email showcase. Keep up the great show. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it's so interesting. And I, and I love it. I honestly love it. Where, where <laughs> people call us to task and we respond as genuinely as, as we tend to respond and yet it somehow endears them to us. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you guys are fucking idiots. Like going, yes, we are fucking idiots. Like going, now I really like you. <laughs> and you'll still listen, won't you? Yes, yes, I will. And here's money. See what we do. That's how we do. <laughs> All right, we got some information regarding July's poll. Always fun to talk about our poll. <laughs> Brian, there are people who line up for our poll. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually that used to be true. Um, <laughs> you have to the fend them off now. Like I'm married, I have children. Get away. <laughs> <laughs> the question was, do you enjoy the enhanced podcast? According to the poll, excuse me, the pool, you do. Fifty-two uh, percent of you. Such a prick. <laughs> 52% of you said that you do enjoy the Enhanced Podcast. 43% only listen to the MP3 version, and 4% don't listen but like that it's offered. Um, yeah, that's all we have as far as poll questions for now, and we appreciate all that participated. I think we had 
Hold on, I gotta look now because I'm interested. Yeah, we had 67 people vote. Yeah, it, it was pretty sweet. We had some nice interaction. I, I yeah. mean, it's not going to be a part of the permanent show. It really is. It's just occasional. It really is. I mean, it's one of those things that, you know, I think we've documented it quite well that this has kind of been a creative outlet for me. And it's one of those things that I thought I knew what people liked. I mean, I knew what I liked and what I thought you would think is interesting based on your feedback. And But it's one of those things I'm like, I wonder if we're wrong. And the awesome thing is, like, the last two fucking... Uh, polls that we've had have have basically confirmed what I thought, which was which was awesome. Yep, absolutely. All right, we got a couple of iTunes reviews. We always like to share those. I'll read the first one. I guess I laughed. I cried. It was better than cats. <laughs> Thanks. I think um, that's a five star review from Lenny the Lethal. Yeah, that's right, Lenny Lethal. This was a July 28th review. Uh, Lenny wrote, This is a great podcast and a weekly download and listen for me. I've been following for the last year, and it's always great to hear others discussing the same obsession as mine, Vegas Baby. Everyone who has been on the podcast is hilarious and seems like the type of people I would love to have a few cocktails with. If you are a stuffy humor snob looking for talk about the best places to shop, then this isn't for you. (laughs) That's very true. However, if you like to laugh, witty, sharp, and yes, sometimes immature, always immature, humor and of course like to hear about las vegas then you will love the podcast thanks for adding to my addiction whenever the opportunity presents itself is what it boils down to (laughs) yeah absolutely (laughs) we'll inject as much immature sexual homoerotic humor as we possibly can (laughs) as many swear words as possible (laughs) yes and the next one we received is from degenerate johnny his (laughs) july 26th review was titled let the hilarity ensue with this show he gave us five stars if you like shows that are about vegas and what it has to offer look no further than 360 vegas this show is about informing you on all things vegas in an entertaining way through news and reviews with commentary of vegas latest attraction and events this show will keep you up to date with everything that is going on in sin city 360 Vegas also provides helpful tips on gambling and informative legal segments. Of course, these features would be nothing if they weren't accompanied with the humor of the show's host and co-hosts. The host, Mark, and occasional co-host, Karen, play their roles as modeled married couples. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go, Brian. <laughs> Take notes, fuckers. We are the model. <laughs> yeah. Continuing on. The other co-host, Brian, matches well with Mark's sense of humor, which leads into a competition of who is the funniest on each show. Do we compete? I don't think we compete. Do do you not think we constantly try to make the other one laugh more? No, I don't think I try to make you more. I don't don't think I try to make you laugh more than you make me laugh. I think I just try to just, I attempt to be funny when I feel like I can be. Right, right. Relative success. See, I think the concept that, I, I, I honestly think, and we aren't even done with this review, I honestly think this is the most accurate review of us ever, of this show ever. Like, I guess I just didn't realize that I was competing with you Well, I, I think, no, I, I'm with you on the sense of, of competition. I'm not trying to be funnier than you. I'm trying to make you laugh as much as I can possibly make you laugh the same way you were trying to make me laugh as much as you can possibly make me laugh. Got it. Okay. Yeah, see, and that's the way I looked at it. I mean, it wasn't like at the end of the show, like, I got you to laugh another 27 seconds more than you got me to laugh, dick. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, honestly, we, we come up to the table and we're like going, 
I want to crack Brian up. That is the most important thing to me in this show is I want to just absolutely crack you up. And that's the impression I've always gotten from you is that you just want to make me laugh as hard as I can possibly that. That's the only value I bring to the show. So <laughs> as Karen was so kind to point out last week. Love that woman. All right. He's got some more to share with us. I love Degenerate Johnny. I desperately, desperately want to meet this man. Be forewarned. The show is not for everyone. Through their sick sense of humor, the host and co-host will not just cross the line. They will often stomp, fornicate, spit, and or defecate on the line. <laughs> As well, which is why I love the show so much. Therefore parents will need their children's permission to listen to the show if you if you're looking for a good time and i kind of mean that as an innuendo while listening about vegas the weekly show is a definite for you i swear if we ever write a book or, or we ever need a review i want this man to write our fucking review brian we just need a we just need a forward yeah yes oh it's it's br i honestly think that that might be the most succinct isn't the right word because that that means it's a short summarization but this is this is articulate or beyond articulate. I uh, I liked the review, Mark. Yeah, thank you, Brian. I did like the review. I uh, and I liked your review of the review. I hate myself right now. That was very succinct and articulate. <laughs> <laughs> save me, Brian. Save me. <laughs> all right, I'll save you. Uh, that was episode 101. We're all done. If you'd like to take a look at any of the notes or stories that we reference on this week's show, you can do that on our blog, as always. That's at www.360vegaspodcast.com. If you'd like to send us an email, that's at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us on all sorts of social media. You go to the blog and click on one of the links. You can find us there. And then, again, iTunes review. We had two, two new ones this week. They were awesome to read. If you'd like to review us on iTunes, we would love to read it on the show, good, bad, or otherwise. Yeah. And don't forget to support the show if you want. You can go on the blog. There's ways you can uh, donate via PayPal or click on the Amazon link and resume your shopping as per usual. And uh, without doing anything otherwise, you are supporting the show by just continuing with your purchase. So, Absolutely. Uh, that's it. This was episode 101. Thanks very much for listening and uh, downloading the show. We appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. 101, Brian. We are we are epic at this point. And I, I think it's un, it's undeniable. I would agree. Right? So we are now rivaling our own genitalia. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see you next week. <laughs>